What's up, Paradoxers? This is Jack, and we are back for Chapter 5 recap of Time Paradox Ghost Raider. So, we are left off directly from the last chapter, where Tepe rips up the second manuscript he made for the initial story, the ongoing story for Shonen Jump of White Knight. And that leads him to tell them it's not enough. This art isn't good enough for publication. He feels like he needs to live up to the responsibility of bringing White Knight in its best form to the masses. Remember, he's, he wants to entertain the people. So he directly asks Aino if it was good enough. And even though she said it was perfect in the last chapter, he gets her to admit that, you know what, indeed, she was a bad liar. And she admits that it just wasn't good enough. This is when the editor, Munioka, comes in with some food for everyone, as it's polite to do. But everyone quickly informs him that the manuscript that he thought that they were finished with is in a pile in the corner of the room. He is shocked, of course, and he wants to know what happened. So Tepe lets him know that he wants to redraw it again. He wants to do all the character art, and but there's only nine days to do it. So he makes a deal with Munioka. He can draw it, he can redraw it by morning, until six in the morning. That's his deadline. But if not, if he can't find uh, a draft that he's happy with by then, they are just going to use the first draft. Because remember, that draft was not ripped up. He just threw it on the floor, there was still time to do a second draft, which they went with. So, what happens is, Munioka confiscates the first draft. I believe it's the first draft. Maybe even the second draft. Uh, because it looks a little crumpled up. But he takes the first draft, for sure, uh, as an insurance policy. And Tepe, of course, starts getting to work. He sends everyone out of the office. And he, you can see him decide that he's just going to photocopy from the the microwave shonen jump that he got from the future and he's just going to trace but if you've ever done anything creative you know that it just like lacks a lot of spirit and it's just copying stuff like that works better when you're young and you just uh it's like more of like a novel thing to be able to create work that's like near professional quality because you traced it but when you're like a professional, that it wears off really quick. It's not very impressive. You want to make stuff that you're passionate about. So that's where he is. It's 3 a.m. Tepe is still not satisfied with the work. That's where we hear the ding dong. And Aino is at the door. Extremely weird since she's in a school outfit. But remember, I think she is loaded, right? So maybe she has a driver take her here into the city or no she lives in the city now she moved here so i don't know exactly how she got here uh but she's here now and she gives him a pep talk she uses a weird metaphor of like saying that he's free to do what he wants but tepe is in a really bad situation now because he's not satisfied with the copy that he did that was tracing so he asks her what can i do that can improve white knight what is it missing? And she's like, 
why are you asking me, dude? And he brings up that they are two of a kind because they both came up with the idea, referencing the older chapters. But she replies that she doesn't have an answer for it. She says, this is your white knight, Sasaki. Sensei. And so he's hearing those words come from her, which is quite meaningful, I suppose, because he knows the truth. And she actually admits as well that at first, when she joined as an assistant, she thought she couldn't give him advice and make White Knight better. But that was actually a false idea. It was a bad idea, and she's actually ashamed because she saw how hard that he was working in the last chapter, how serious he was, and she has now come to the conclusion that, you know, White Knight is his. He, it, like, what is in this dimension is what he's making out of it since he's the one bringing it. He's the leader of bringing it to life. And so Tepe finally has a reckoning with himself. He snaps back into place and he starts off on making the manga again after it's Suki leaves. So he works on the manga again and you get this awesome splash panel with steam coming off my boy here. And everyone is happy with it after all. Every, all the assistants agree that this is the best chapter yet. The uh, editor, Munioka, does make the remark saying that it is way better. He took the, the second version into a different style, but he brought it back to the way that the, the original one-shot was in this latest revision. So everyone is happy with it. And to finish it off, he apologizes to everyone for being such a diva doing three versions of the manga and to finish it off completely this chapter just wrap up that thought he does ask Itsuki Aino again if she thought it was good this time she replies with a much more sincere answer saying it's far from perfect but it's still really great it's awesome and that concludes this initial arc of bringing chapter one of White Knight to the presses. Alright, so here are my thoughts on this week's manga. So, the number one thing I, th I believe that they're trying to express is that, okay, so chapter one is a big deal. We cannot have Tepe like literally just rip off the manga and and just like coast to success. That would be a really like cheap way of having him bring White Knight, the series, into the world. We want to see Tepe suffer for what he received. We want to see him uh, have some drama to creating the work. And so they built this in. Uh, the emotions that he was feeling and they actually did some character growth on top of it, too So he is probably a better improved manga artist now that he did three revisions of the same story The first revision and then the second revision what he thought was better. And the third is back to his first style 
but with more confidence. Even though we are talking about him not having that much originality, he is actually getting originality. He's coming into his own. And this is what they are doing. Uh, this, is, this is how they're telling the story. Starting from chapter one of the series, he is gaining that originality. Okay, so that's really my first observation. The second observation I want to make is, where are they going with White Knight? Is he going to write it moving forward, or is he going to plagiarize from the copies that he's receiving from the future more? Because they're setting it up so that, you know, he's free as bird, he's doing this, he's doing that, the style is his, but is really the story his? I don't know. I think they need to reveal that. And the third thing that I want to talk about is his connection with Aino. So they bring back a lot of uh, callbacks to where two of a kind, uh, starting from, I believe, chapter three, where she ran him down and they came to a conclusion that they're two birds of the same stone. That's why they created White Knight so similarly. Uh, and they repeat a lot of those elements in this chapter and I feel as though that's going to be a major plot point moving forward. Um, that's all I'll say about that. I could be completely wrong but that's my guess right now. So those are my three observations. Thank you so much for supporting the channel so far. I hope you like this one. It really helps if you like and subscribe. Uh, check out the Twitter at Paradox Tweeter. Thanks. See you next week.